enough yet to share what I learned or if I even learned much but I figured I'd begin to talk about the roles we play and who we think we are So we are born into a society, into a town, or whatever kind of place, into a family that already has a set of ideas on what it is to be a human, what our jobs are on this planet. Um, how we need to earn a living because being born doesn't imply that you are meant to be here and that you can just simply exist. We need to earn a living. And there are already dynamics and a language that you're given and understandings of things that you don't really get to choose, they're just given to you. And then, on a a micro level, you are born into a family that has its own ideas of what roles certain people need to play Um, perspectives on the self, trauma, um, ways that the system, the family system works, what we're all meant to do within the family system. I went to like a farmer's market the other day And, you know, it's one of those places where the whole family works there. And I thought about, like, what if I was born into that family and it's assumed, it's like, I'm born into this family and it's assumed when you get old enough, you're going to work on this farm because that's our role. That's what we all do here. And what if I didn't want to? And how hard that would be to break away from the system. So that's what I mean by like, that's kind of an exaggerated um, example of roles in the family, but I think it kind of gives an idea. So say you're not born into a family where they own a farm and you're not 
physically, you don't physically need to work in the family business. You're just born into a family. There are still roles and expectations and things that, unless you guys are really cool and you're breaking away from that and you're allowing each other to be whoever you want to be and there is complete autonomy, that's awesome. But I think in most family or many families, especially in America, that is not the case. So, I'm starting to look at, in inner child work, what my role was as a child, because I continue to keep myself in that role, in, not only in my family, but in all kinds of relationships, because it's been I've been conditioned to think this is my role in life. So, if you haven't listened to past episodes uh, about this, uh, quick recap. My parents and their parents and their parents' parents all have trauma. And the further back you go, definitely the harder it was. Um, Like, if you go back to, in my family, I guess, the Great Depression, my great-great-grandfather was seven years old when he started to learn how to be a plumber. He didn't go to just, he quit school so he could make money to help his family not starve. So, by seven, he was working that's crazy. He never got to be a child. He never got to play and just enjoy life. It was just working and suffering. And I'm sure there was joy here and there, but not as much as there could be. Um, So then he grows up never getting in touch with what we really are, which I think are, I I don't know, I think the essence of a human is, everything, but it's, this is hard, damn, what's it like to be a human? Well, the more I explore that, the more I find that it's um, love and play and being in touch with every part of you and not ignoring the ugly parts and being able to cry and being able to feel your emotions and understand where they come from and come from a place of compassion and whatever. So he's not able to do that. Then he has six children who are also raised in a tough environment where the, uh, they're still hungry. So they're literally just trying to survive. 
the boys are preferenced. The girls um, are expected to just get married and have children and take care of their husbands. Um, But the boys are like, you know, they are the superior gender. So my grandmother grows up with that mentality. Then they have children. And they still grow up in the environment of men are not allowed to feel emotions. Be a man. Uh, Women are supposed to cook and clean. Blah, blah, blah. So, and whatever else comes with that. So my parents both have trauma and roles that they've played and rejection of their inner child. Never really able, being able to be a child. So... Like, when I talk to my therapist about it and we, like, look at my parents, she's like, yeah, they have the mentality. If you listen to them argue, it's, it's like children. It's children who never were listened to, never were given time to let them express their emotions and their feelings. And so they've carried that on into their marriage, which they got married very young, had children when they were practically children in their 20s. And so they were never able to heal and get in touch with their inner child. And I guess a way to explain the inner child thing is like um I see a kid, like, this morning I went to a bagel store, and there's a kid just, like, playing, running around, playing, and his mom says, oh my god, I'm gonna say his name is Brandon, I don't remember his name, Brandon, stop acting foolish, like, come here, stand up, stop moving, at our essence, we are Brandon, we under we we have no concept of uh, low self-esteem. We don't feel embarrassed. We just do literally whatever. We move our body in funny, crazy ways. We make weird noises because it's fun. We run around. We don't feel embarrassed. I think that's such a huge thing. We could have a temper tantrum in the middle of a store around a bunch of other people and we don't give a shit because it's like, I feel angry and I'm gonna let you know so that someone can help me because I am a child and I don't know how to communicate all the things that I'm feeling because feelings are freaking complex. So I'm gonna cry and hopefully you give me the time and patience to understand what I'm trying to say. But we don't. Because for many reasons, I don't think, I think if we could give each other all the time in the world to listen, we would. But we live in a society that there's not time there's not enough time. We have to go to work. I don't have time to listen to you. I have to go to work. I don't have time to for you to have a temper tantrum. We need to leave. We need to go here. So there's all these distractions from ourselves. 
and from each other. So we're constantly suffering and can't even help one another because uh, we got to go to work. We have to we have to go to this person's event. We have to go to the store. We have to do this. There's a lot of have tos that I'm starting to question. Do we actually have to? But I will get to that. So we have a lot of these. We have an inner child that is most likely getting ignored. This next portion of the podcast didn't get recorded properly. However, I was able to save the recording and type it out. So I'm just going to read from it and try to add my energy that I had when I had originally recorded it. So this is what I said. We all probably have the same pain. The more I'm doing my own family systems therapy and being around my family and being around my partner's family and I listen to them and their pain, I'm like, wow, I literally have experienced the same thing as you. Maybe not in the same way, but I understand the feeling. So like little Brandon can have a temper tantrum and we can sympathize with him. We all have it in us to sympathize with one another because we've all experienced the same thing. Our, our pain is universal. We've all experienced the same things in different ways. We're all the same. And so I think that's beautiful that we can sympathize with one another and we can have compassion for one another because we all know what joy is and what suffering is and what pain is. So let's go back to our roles. Depending on what kind of system your family system is, everyone has a role. What seems to be my role is, if I go back and look at little Sam, whenever my parents were arguing, I was right in the middle of it, screaming, stop, stop, guys, stop arguing, please, stop it. Or just trying to talk to my little brother and take him somewhere. And when my sister was born, trying to find ways to protect her, like, where do I take the children? It was always like, Samantha, you need to do this for your brother. You need to do this. You need to come here with me. So what it seems like is I was the caretaker. And I had to worry about everyone else. And I never got to worry about or take care of myself because I was always taking care of other people. So as I grew up not being conscious of that, every relationship, including friendships or passing and cordial relationships, I didn't take care of myself. I take care of other people. My needs do not come first because my role is not to take care of me, it is to take care of someone else. I'm sure a lot of people also have this role in their family dynamic. I think a lot of people who are the eldest child resonate with this. A lot of people who I talk to who are the eldest are like, yep, that was me. I do everything. But this is also my mother's role. She carries this role and this pain and is passing it down to me. That was like something she kept saying was like, I am not taking care of myself. I literally did not do one thing for me today. 
but she can't see that that's because that's what she's been conditioned to do. She probably had to take care of everyone as a child and doesn't realize, like, I can say no. I can be like, nope, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to take care of myself. So I'm noticing that no one in my family is allowed to say no. No one has ever had the opportunity to say no. Things are just expected of you. I think this is also seen in society where we feel like there are societal norms that you need to do and follow. And if you don't, you are seen as rude or something else like that. And I'm sick of that. I'm sick of not being able to say no. And I'm starting to say no in my family and it's liberating and terrifying at the same time. Because once one person starts to break the system, it just starts to break down. You need everyone involved to be in the system, right? Even in our own society, if people just stopped going to work, the system would crumble because we need everybody. We need everyone to do what they've been conditioned to do in order for the system to work the way it's been working. Let's think about like the farmer's market again. The, the family. They have children, probably expecting that the children are going to carry on the family business, right? I am, let's say I'm born into that family, and my parents are like, okay, you're 14, time to work the cash register. And I have no interest in carrying this family business on. I want to live my life a totally different way, because it's my life. And I have a say in how I live my life. Yes, you birthed me. Thank you. Thank you for bringing me here. Seriously. But I don't owe you anything. I don't owe you to carry on this business. I think this is something we, don't, we need to remember. We don't own anything. You don't own your children. They are their own person. Aren't you your own person? So, no, I'm sorry, Mom and Dad. I don't want to own your business. I don't want to work the register. You probably don't get to this conclusion right away because we're conditioned, right? So it's hard to even realize that you're kind of stuck in a system. So maybe at first you do work the register for a while and you hate it. And then one day you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. Or maybe you don't. And that's where my parents are. They have not realized that they've been playing this role for 56 years they are still working the cash register and they're miserable and they take it out on one another and the the business is like failing because they can't realize like maybe we should just let it go maybe we should just stop because this isn't making anyone happy we just feel like we have to keep doing this because we were told to And then you're like guilt tripped and everyone tells you you have to. If you don't do this for me, I'm going to have to hire someone new and that's going to make things harder for us and our expenses are going to go up because we'll have to pay them more than we pay you. Don't you want to carry the family business? We need you. We need you to be in the system. So it's like guilt tripping to have you stay in a system that nobody maybe even wants to be in. But their parents made them do it because it just assumed that we're going to carry these roles. So that's what I'm saying is we all have a role in our family. And I think when there is a point 
when for me I was like I'm sick of this I'm gonna move out then I won't be in the system anymore right I thought that was my way of breaking out of the system so I moved out except now the system still exists except I'm not involved with my family at all I'm ignoring their pain, I'm ignoring my pain and my roles, not resolving or ending them, I'm just ignoring that they don't even exist. So I'm not healing, they're not healing, because I am ultimately the one who's trying to end the cycle, but I need to be there to help end it. I can't run away from it. If I don't do my part to change the system and face it, it doesn't change. Personally, I think I needed time away to heal myself some more and just get an outside perspective, you know, to see what my role has been. Because ultimately, <laughs> I moved out and I found my role in my relationships with my partners or friends, where it feels like I'm obligated to do things and I need to take people care of people a certain way even though maybe it's ignoring my needs so my role didn't go away and then um, recently I moved back home and as soon as I moved back home my role immediately picked back up you need to do this you need to do that you're expected to do this you have to help me you have to help Rachel take Rachel do this do this for your brother and it's like I, I don't have at first it was like okay because that's what I'm familiar with I'm familiar ah great now I don't have to take care of myself I don't have to worry about me I'll just keep taking care of everybody else because that's what that role does and then you get so frustrated that you're no one you're taking care of everybody else and you're like what the fuck sorry what the freak I, I almost said it I didn't nobody's taking care of me but I'm taking care of everybody else because you are not supposed to take care of everybody else. You're supposed to take care of you. And they're supposed to take care of them. And then when you are doing that, then you can help each other when needed. Because I think we are meant to help each other. But I, it's not supposed to be, here's all my pain and all my shit. Take it because I don't want to deal with it. Because no one else can deal with it. So at first, I was very comfortable jumping back into this role. And then, um, with the help of little Sam being angry, and my therapist and my partner saying, you don't have to do any of this. <laughs> you should take care of you. So then I was like, okay. And my mom would ask me to do stuff, and I'd say... No, I don't want to do that. And at first it felt really scary because it was like, if I don't do it, who's going to do it? They're going to get mad at me. I'm letting them down, blah, blah, blah. But then I said, I'm sorry, Mom. I'm not doing that because I don't want to. Because I don't need to do things I don't want to do. 
and neither do you, and neither does my family. But everyone blew up, and everyone's shit started to come out. Everyone's pain started to leak out. And my mom had a realization that she doesn't do anything for herself. And my brother said, whoa, that's crazy, because I don't want to do this thing either. But if I don't, they'll guilt trip me. How come you don't have to do it? And my sister, who's a teenager, literally has no say ever and was like, whoa, damn, I wish I could say no. And my dad was like, oh, yeah, you want to say no? Cool, I'm not going to family therapy because he felt like you're not going to play your role. Oh, great. I, well, that's hurtful to me because now I have to take on my stuff. So all this stuff came out. So now the system is crumbling. And if you aren't aware of it, it's terrifying. Because they are being forced to change whether they know it or not. Even being aware of it is terrifying. When I said no and all of this was happening, I felt like I was going to die. Because a part of me is dying. This role and identity that I've had my entire life where I have to do things I don't want to do because it's expected of me, is dying. Every time I say no, that role is dying. And that's just on a micro level. We can do this systematically. Have you ever gone to places or events and things and you just feel uncomfortable because maybe you don't know anybody or you don't like the people there or you just don't want to be somewhere but you go because you're expected to? Maybe you don't feel maybe you literally just don't feel safe there and you're you're like kind of panicking beforehand and you're you know you're getting butterflies and you're like you don't want to go that's your body saying I don't want to go except it's normal in our society if you don't bring your kid to the mall or go to someone's bachelor party or do this or that you're bad and you're rude what if you're just uncomfortable what if you just don't want to go because you won't be happy because that's you don't want to spend your time doing that we don't even realize that like our time is precious i'm sorry i i don't want to go to a graduation party that's wonderful that you are having a party maybe i'll come to another party if i feel like it i i, I honestly i'm at a point i don't want to go to parties anymore i my time is precious and we shouldn't have to feel guilty to not want to do things because society says you have because they're norms it's like we constantly have to do things that we don't want to do because society says you have to do them and then we get stuck in a role in society and we can't change we can't live in a way that we want to live so say no say no it's terrifying <laughs> and you're definitely gonna go back and forth on how you feel because i said no and i was like ah, i'm shitty i'm shitty because this is the role i've played my whole life how can i abandon it i'm disappointing people i was talking to my aunt about this and she said well you have to there's things in this life you don't want to do but you have to do them and i said no i don't and i'm not going to that's a crazy thing to say that you have to do things crazy 
And I think that scared her because I feel like it reminded her of the roles she's been playing her whole life that she doesn't want to play, working jobs she doesn't want to work, doing things she doesn't want to do. And now someone's doing that thing. They're saying no. Because we're told, uh, I'm going to do things because I'm told I have to. No, I don't. Say no, my friends. It is liberating. Uh, It was weird. I literally, like, when Ben does something in his family system or, like, changes a concept, like, a a belief he's had his whole life, he gets this, like, really sharp pain in in the front of his head in his prefrontal cortex. And I was, I always thought that was like really bizarre. And then this happened to me. And the next day as I'm like processing what happened and how I literally just said no and stopped doing a thing that I've been doing and, and unlearning things and relearning things, I felt that same sharp pain. And it felt like literally n- new neurons were creating pathways. Uh, I don't know. I'm just trying to change the way I've been conditioned, or at least I'm trying to. I would also like to add this. If we... We live in a society where everyone has an identity, again, a role. Uh, I'm a therapist, I'm a doctor, I'm a lab technician, I'm a musician. And they're very firm identities. And it's very limiting, I think, to have an identity. I'm a Democrat, I'm a Republican, I'm a this, I'm a that. Really? Is that, that's all you are? You're just like that one thing? We have the potential to be everything and I think if we can start to step away from family roles and systematic roles in a way maybe people will feel better we went climbing at the gunks the other day And my partner isn't working right now because we're not supposed to work. We are human beings. We're supposed to hike in the woods naked, eating blueberries and swimming in rivers and loving one another and helping one another and holding each other's pain and having fun and exploring this paradise that we've been given and taking care of it and whatever. I don't know. I don't know. Just existing. We're human beings. I think we're just supposed to be. I don't think we're, we're supposed to have these roles that are like mechanical. So he doesn't work so we went to the gunks and there's this like lady next to us and she's like oh I'm this I do this and whatever and he kind of like shut down and I was like what's wrong and he said I'm not anything I'm just me I don't 
you know, have a title. I don't have, like, a, a position. I don't have something I can hide behind. That's what he said. I'm just myself. And I just exist. And that sparked something of something to hide behind. We, when we meet each other or we interact with each other, it's like, what do you do for a living? That's like the first thing we say, as if that's our identity. And it's something to hide behind. Because I could say, I'm a plumber. And then I don't have to say, yeah, I cry and I feel pain and this thing makes me really happy and this thing I, confuses me and I love to dance and I love to move my body and I love to sit on my roof at night and look at the stars and I like to lay in the grass sometimes like we and this thing happened to me and I experienced this kind of trauma we don't have to share any of that which is kind of who we are maybe those are also titles too I think we just are um but yeah I feel like a title title just gives you something to hide behind. So if we can say, no, I don't want a title like this. I don't want to exist in a place that I need to have a job and a career to matter and I need to earn a living. I think if we can start to break down roles in society and question them, and who do they benefit? And why do I even do this? Do I do this because I want to? Or because I have to? Because I'm born into a system where they say, this is expected of you. Then we can start to question that and say, no, I don't think I am going to do that. Then what would happen? That would be terrifying, wouldn't it? And we are so afraid of change. I understand it. It's terrifying. It's also liberating. <sighs> Liberation is the greatest feeling I've ever felt. Thank you for listening to my rant. I love you. Bye for now.